everyone and welcome back to TB Solo. Uh, on today's episode we're going to be doing pretty much all of the stuff that we haven't done a review on properly. Um, it's just going to be me uh, and we're going to be covering The Last of Us TV show, Shazam Fury of the Gods, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, and John Wick Chapter 4. Uh, time codes I will announce now. The Last of Us spoilers start now after this and finish at 27 minutes in shazam starts 27 minutes in and finishes 40 minutes in uh john wick starts 40 minutes in and finishes 49 minutes in and Shaz uh dungeons and dragons finishes 56 minutes in and then i kind of also talk about creed 2 at the end but there's not really any spoilers involved so yeah. So if you don't want to hear about any of them, then check out where the time codes are for each episode. And <clears throat> Christ almighty. Uh, yeah, we're going to start with The Last of Us because this is the one I've wanted to talk about for a while. Uh, I did not enjoy the show. Uh, it took me till I think like the second to last week to even bother to because I got up to... I really didn't enjoy the first episode. The second episode, I didn't enjoy that much either. The third episode, whilst, yeah, it's a good episode, it's not really what I was looking for. It was like the closest to what I was looking for in the show because it was a story separate from... Uh... Oh, yeah, by the way, full spoilers ahead. Uh, it was a full... It was kind of a departure from the game storyline. However, I don't think the story worked as well as the game story so i was kind of like uh on its own it's good and but yeah so uh episode four i don't even remember uh oh yeah that yeah okay yeah episode four was kind of like meh because it's when they go to uh they go to kansas and they kind of run into um the the militia and the yeah i didn't like that episode uh endure and survive Again, didn't love it. I, feel, I just, all of them, I just kind of felt like there were moments of like the story from the game, but the ultimate problem with them was they just weren't the game, and all of the changes that they did were just unnecessary, didn't add anything, or kind of just made it worse. Um, and then yeah, I don't know. I feel like this. I I know people love this show and i think it's because of the remnants of the game but i feel like if you watch this and then you go to the game it's you're not going to enjoy the game as much which i feel is a bad thing about this show because i think i think it's whatever one you i, I know there are people who i think love the show and the game and i'm perfectly fine with that i don't have a problem with people enjoying both i just i i just didn't enjoy it as much um because my my thing was like that you don't need to tell this story again. Um, that there's this story was told so well in the game, and adapting it to the TV, you're gonna lose something no matter what. Uh, and I think it did. I really do think it lost a lot of uh, the the importance of the show. So I'll just cover the things that they changed that I really hated. Uh, Tessa's death. My God, that was that decision was weird. Um, to have the infected come and kiss the fuck out of her and make her die and then her blowing up everything uh joel's interaction with these 
the 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 town uh, the militia not the militia are they the militia the the people who run boston basically the qdc people the qz people um the guy who they kind of give backstory like oh joel's helping him out or joel's doing stuff to get um like stuff uh that that i didn't like because in the game uh joel basically just insta kills them whereas in the show there's a i know this is just trying to make people like joel but i really feel like it doesn't work <laughs> there's a really good um youtube channel that uh daniel netzel um who covers a lot of my points that a lot better than i will um but yeah uh essentially you're in this world of incredibly brutal violence they kill a child within the first 10 minutes of the game like you you're in for like a brutal time and in this and joel is a brutal killer um and but that's because he shut himself off he shut himself off because he lost his daughter in this he hesitates in like every decision to like for, for general audiences to go oh yeah no he's got humanity he's not trying to be a murderous psychopath who like just kills on a whim he tries to do good yeah no that's not that's not how joel works it really it just does, it changes that ending um so much because you're like no this is what joel would do for someone he cares about he would go on a rampage and destroy and kill a whole building of people but at the moment he doesn't see ellie as that there's the there's the change that happens in uh episode eight I think it is. No. Is it? Which one's the one where... Well, I don't even remember because this, this show really bored me. Because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, this... um, Yeah, uh, it's the, the... When they meet Tommy. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. So in the game, you have Joel not looking for Tommy. Like, they, they haven't even spoken in years. And Joel, when he finally realizes he has to talk to or, like, find Tommy because they need a firefly, Joel is so reluctant and only is doing it because he needs to. Um, and then you find out, oh, that, like, Tommy's just forgiven him, and then they're, like, friends. Well, not friends, they're brothers again. And it's just, like, Joel is shocked because he's like, oh, me and Tommy, like... But Tommy just comes in, gives him a hug, and just, like, it, it just, it's good. In this... Joel actively searching out Tommy is just kind of like, oh, okay. So you know you can still go and see your brother because, like, you're, you're, you're looking for him. You're actively seeking. Like, Joel, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it just it doesn't work as well for me. And I, I wanted to give this show a chance because I was like, ah, yeah, I like Pedro Pascal. I didn't think Bella Ramsey was well cast when I initially heard it, and I really don't think she's well cast in the actual show because when you play the game like whenever joel does something like completely psychotic and murderous ellie like calls it out like she's like what the fuck holy shit and over time ellie becomes slowly desensitized to it um and then when she does finally kill she's like oh shit i just killed a guy she like jokes it off but like you can tell it's affecting her and then when she finally kills david like you see the switch, she's, like, completely checked out. She really just cannot focus and isn't there. And because you've built up the relationship with the, like, her helping you out and you need her, and that, that's, the, that's the wonder of the game is, like, the game forces you to need Ellie 
for certain situations because she can do things that you can't and you build a bond and whatnot. And then when you get to like the moments where you're like needing the ladders and then when the game Ellie's not checked in and you need a ladder and she's not there and then she runs and you need to get up and then you run into the giraffes, you're like, ah, that's a nice moment. In the show, it's just like, oh yeah, she's just checked out. And you're like, you haven't built that bond, especially if you really hate her because she's a psychopath in this. Like, she seems to just have a fascination with murder. Like, the, they cram two moments of the game uh, together where... So, basically, like, it's it's the same situation, but they've, they haven't spread it out. So, there's the ambush, and then Joel gets pinned, and he's um, gonna get killed. And then Ellie, slowly, very slowly, like, almost fascinated by... Oh yeah, I have to do this. I I I'm enjoying this moment of me trying to kill, <laughs> and then just shoots the guy in the chest or whatever. Doesn't kill him, and then Joel has to basically end the guy. And it's just like, oh okay. But in the game, those two like the ambush happens, you barely get away, and then eventually, through like you escaping, Joel gets in a situation where like Joel has been telling her, no, you can't have a gun. You can't have a gun. I don't need you to have a gun. I can protect you. And then you finally need it, and she's there, and then she saves you, and then Joel's like, "Yeah, you fucked up." This is, a, and then there's a moment where they're like, "No, it was either me or him," and it's just an acknowledgement, and then you you earned it. Um, whereas in the show, I just feel like they cram those two moments together to save time, and it's just like, "Oh, okay." This didn't have any impact, especially because she doesn't just straight up clock him in the head. She's like, there's a weird drawn out moment where she's, he's like begging her for mercy. And you're just like, oh, OK. And then she's like, yeah, no, I, I like doing it. And then it's just I, I just don't like it. It was just weird. Um, Yeah, it, it just didn't have the same ring to it. Uh, I, I felt like, eh, also, uh, what else we got? We got, uh, oh, yeah, in the game, you go and murder uh robert's gang for batteries and you're like introduced to joel who's just a brutal murderer over like some stuff and then he like interrogates forces breaks the arm of the guy and then in this it's just oh he's dead by the fireflies okay so we don't see joel do anything murders and like i i have no problem with them doing the softer take but i don't i don't think it works for joel because like this is a man who lo has completely lost his humanity. Whereas in the show, it's just like he never gets a chance to show us that he's lost his humanity. The show just has to keep telling us, oh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's brutal, but he's got a sensitive side. And I'm like, it's like, it, oh, that was the moment um, with Tommy and Joel's like Tommy uh, and Joel basically revealing uh, Joel telling Tommy why he's here because and the moment where he's trying to get Tommy to um, uh, take Ellie to the Fireflies. Uh, and in the game, Joel goes there and is almost demanding, uh, like, because he protected him, and you, like, see the backstory of, like, why Tommy and Joel don't really click anymore, because Joel's done some horrendous things that Tommy did to survive, like, him and Tommy did to survive, but that has left a mark on Tommy, and Joel sees it as a survival thing, and that's all he sees is to, is to survive. He doesn't see surviving and the consequences of what it does to other people. Whereas in this, uh, Joel basically has a breakdown 
And it's like, I can't protect Ellie. This is why I'm doing it. Because she's like my daughter and I can't, I, I, I'm old and I let some guy sneak up on me. And it's just like, no, that, that doesn't really work the same way. <laughs> and then like Tommy is reluctant, but will do it because he loves his brother. And then it's this, it's just like, oh yeah, no, I'm going to do it. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And then it's just like the turn of like Ellie doesn't runs away and goes into a house and then you get the diary scene where it's like, is this all we had to do? And I would be, and they'd rip the like dialogue straight out, but it's just like, you, I don't believe Joel cares. I really don't. I really don't think Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal had any chemistry. And I really did not like Bella Ramsey's uh, Ellie. It, it, she really distracted me from like being in. And I can tell you the exact moment that I went, oh yeah, no, this is why I hate it. It's because when the last episode, which is way too short, uh, I don't know. I don't get the the lengths of these. They should have made these like hour long episodes, because the game takes about fifteen to twenty hours to complete, whereas the TV show is like less than nine hours. It's really short. Like they get progressively shorter, and it's just like you want the final to be like significant, and it's like thirty minutes long, and it's just like oh okay, you've really and you have like ten minutes dedicated to um like the the backstory of how Ellie's immune and her mum, which is played by um, Ashley Johnson, who, as soon as I heard her voice, I was just like, oh, this is this is Ellie. This is why <laughs> this is the re- this is the reason why the Last of Us works is because of Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker, like those two, especially like Troy Baker in the um, show. He's the playing James, uh, and he's like got a humanity to him, and you can just see the acting of those two people, and you're just like. Uh, it's nice that they put them in here, but <laughs> you did this better, and it's distracting. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Oh, Ellie gets immune because her mom gets bitten, and then the mom cuts the cord, and then Ellie's like, oh, yeah, that- I didn't need that explanation. I don't feel it's, like, necessary to add the explanation as to why. I know you have to do it for, like, audiences, but I've- the game did it, and they didn't. they didn't do it. <laughs> And it it you don't know if she's gonna it doesn't it will work or not, but it's that hope that you cling to. You don't need the explanation. Uh, what else did they add that was like fine? I thought the the very very beginning where it's like the two the three scientists talking about how uh, the global pandemic would basically start is like oh the fungus is. Um, whatnot and if the temperature of like it's the environmental impact or whatever it is where the fungus can if the temperature rises then yeah these fungus would be able to grow i thought that was interesting but like it doesn't add much i always figured that it would just be like something like that and also to have them predict it like perfectly in the show kind of just eh, kind of takes a shock value i like i i thought the introduction of like Oh, it's in the the wheat, and because Joel and his daughter, I thought the daughter, the new daughter, was alright. I didn't have any problem with her. I thought the the weird addition of uh, like the neighbors, like trying to like humanize the neighbors, it, it was fine. It just didn't really work, and I was just like, oh, Joel just kills them, and it's more shocking. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's more shocking to just have the neighbors banging on the door. Joel come in, bang, shoot them, and then grab his daughter and go. Uh, I thought the death was fine. Ultimately, it's just like I really thought they were gonna end it at the death, but then I think doesn't it, it continues on? Yeah, because I thought that would be the episode you end on the death of the daughter, and then the next episode is where you kick off 
with Joel and the QZ and all of that, and then you meet Ellie in the next episode. But you know, it's all in one episode, and you're like, oh. And the episode's like an hour and 15 minutes long, and if you're doing it like that, I'm just like, ugh. So, I think the one that everyone loves is episode three. That was the one, because I hadn't watched it by the time that everyone was banging on about it. Um, because I dropped off quite quickly. Um, yeah, I think I took like three weeks to get to episode two after episode one. And then episode three, it took like two weeks after that. And then I watched episode four, five and six within like two or three days. And then seven, eight and nine pretty much in the, in the week before we were meant to do the review. But yeah, episode three, um, in the game, you're introduced to Bill, and Ellie and Joel meet Bill, and Joel already knows Bill and all that, and I feel like this didn't work, not because it's like, oh, the story's not good, but it's too happy, it's too happy an ending, it shouldn't, it sh- I, like, the game is a lot more brutal in the fact that Bill's, Bill basically, it's like alluded to that Bill had a partner and over the course of the thing you like read messages and stuff like that and then you finally find uh frank in in hanging him like hung because he got bitten and you can just it's a more like oh this is what joel is trying to avoid is finding love whereas in the show it's just like oh we get all this backstory and then ellie reads it in a letter and it's like oh and Ellie takes Frank's pistol, and it's just like, oh, okay, cool, whatever, fuck him. Like, Ellie never gets to interact with Bill. I don't know. It just didn't work. Like, also, oh, that's the other thing. Like, Bill's whole thing is, like, he's built, like, the the traps and everything around the base, and, like, it's, like, clicker and, uh, like, zombie-proof. I can't remember, uh, the runners and all of that. In the show, he just builds a fence... And then you never see any zombies. This is the problem with this show. It, there's like barely any zombies. And when they do turn up, they're just like ex machina, like distractions to like clear the bad guys away. And it, it's so shit. Like, <laughs> this is meant to be like a zombie. Like, in the game, the presence of the zombies, like the clickers and everything like that, is terrifying. Whereas in this show, it's just like an inconvenience that you occasionally deal with. And it's like, oh, humanity's just like shit at dealing with it there are no like things and the only episode is uh it's just to like like the one where the test gets bitten it's like oh okay and then they the way they use them is just like oh yeah because in the game tess's death is um she gets killed by people she gets killed by like the qz guards and stuff like that who are hunting them because they're like they escaped because joe killed th- i think it's that i think that's how it is i thought they're just random bad guys Maybe, like, yeah. I can't remember. It's been a while. I played the game a while ago. Um, and I, I can never remember. I think it's just human. Like, they just get, like, I think it's the QZ who are just hunting them down. Um, because Ellie's Im- uh, infected. And then Tess is basically, her, st- her stand is basically to take out a couple of the guards whilst Joel and Ellie escape. Whereas in the show, it's just like Tess gets cornered. Like, she could have run. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she's infected, and then an infected spots her and then makes out with her. It's so weird. It's such a weird moment, and I think that's why I checked out. Because I was just like, episode two really just fucking pissed me off with that. It was just so stupid. Like, why? And then Tess blows them all up. It's just like, oh. Like, 
and then in the the fucking they had a new character who I, I thought they would like because it's like a Sam's the Sam storyline whereas in the game there's no like villain it's just all of them of hunting them down you don't see the mastermind behind it and you don't get the backstory as to why Sam's running it's just like oh yeah I just they don't like like people and they just want to run the whole thing and it's just like yeah okay cool you get the point and then with this they try and introduce the reason why Sam's being hunted and it's because he sells out some woman's sister uh sister's brother and you're like oh okay cool and they literally have to spell out the 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 point of what the end of the game is going to be which is am I a monster for only caring about Sam's brother uh Henry and like Henry does it because Sam's like I like the change. I I didn't mind the change that Henry was deaf uh, and had to use the little tablet thing to talk because I thought it was fine. But the moment where it's like, yeah, just uh, I think the game just does everything better. But uh, where the sister basically comes and they've got that they're surrounded and then it's like, oh, the zombies happen. And then you get the bloater and it's like, oh. So this is how you use a bloater? Like, this <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> and it just kind of just comes in and wallops everyone, and then you're just like, oh, okay. And then they they manage to just run away, and then it's just like, oh, okay. Cool. So shit. <laughs> it was such a shit moment, because you just get a horde of zombie, like, runners and all of that just come out the ground, because, like, they, they sent them underground. But, like, when they're in the tunnels, there's nothing. I was expecting them in the tunnels. And then you have the moment where you get separated and Henry and uh, Joel are together and Sam and Ellie are together. And then you have that that moment in the game. Whereas now it's just like, oh, we get out and then we get hunted by a sniper. Like they take the moments that from the game, but they don't build any of the backstory behind why they work. It's kind of like just taking the cutscenes and going, yep, this is why. But the game builds off the cutscenes and makes little moments and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, what else? Oh yeah, the uh, David episode where we get introduced. Oh no, no, we should talk about Left Behind. I thought the Left Behind episode was fine. I think that's the the least I did, hated it. Her uh, Bella Ramsey's Ellie, because it was just like she's still fucking annoying in it, but like she has moments in it where I'm like, oh yeah, no, I actually see you care. Um, I thought the Riley actress was good. Um, it I don't know. It worked, it didn't work, it's like, I feel like the stuff where they have, like, Joel, and, like, she's cuddling up to Joel, and it's just like, oh, she's gonna leave Joel, um, and then she has the flashback, and it's like, like, nah, and then I'm gonna do everything I can to save Joel, I'm just like, I didn't believe that for a second, <laughs> like, I don't know, having to sew him up, him just wheezing, and just, like, it just didn't work for me. Oh, that's the other thing I hated about this, uh, the, the moment before where it's like, um, because in the game... Joel, uh, the reason Joel gets injured is because he gets pushed off a balcony and lands on a metal pipe. In this, they just kind of have a group of people come up and then they have a little punch on and then Joel gets stabbed in the chest. And I was just like, oh, that's so shit. That's such a dumb way to do it. <laughs> like, they, they find the research thing. They go, oh, yeah, we need to do this and this and that and that. And then it's just like, oh, we have a little bit of a punch on and then Joel gets stabbed. And you don't even see him get stabbed. It's just somehow there's a knife in his chest. And I'm just like, oh, this is shit. 
I knew it as soon as I saw it. I was like, because there's like five seconds left of that episode for them to do it. And I was like, they're not going to have a drawn out like them running away sequence. They're just going to have like a little fast forward. That's what I found like the show was. It was just the game on fast forward. And it's like skipping over stuff because it's just like, oh, yeah, no, I, I know this. And you're like, oh, OK. But yeah, that, I didn't like the way Joel gets injured. It didn't work. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, the David episode I thought was fine. I didn't really find the guy playing David that scary. Uh, I In the game, I never really love... I, I, I find the sequence in the game of David and Ellie, like the escape, I, I don't like rape. <laughs> and like it's shocking to hear someone say they don't like rape, but that moment freaks me the fuck out every time I play it because I really get shivers down my spine. I'm just like, Ugh, I hate it. Uh, and my, my issue with it wasn't that... They did it badly. It was just that in the game, the, the the Ellie does kill David and like chops him constantly. Is but it like she doesn't stop. Joel is the reason why she stops. Joel drags her off, hugs her, says it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, and then Ellie finally realizes and stops. Whereas in this, it's just Ellie continuously stabs and then stops and then walks out trauma like shell shocked, and then Joel kind of just happens to be outside. And goes, oh yeah, it's me. That 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 threw me off. I I like the moment in the game more because Joel literally has to stop her from. That's the only reason. Like like it's 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 a very traumatic moment, and I feel like they did it as well as they could. But if they'd done it where Joel actually was there, I think that moment would have done well. Um, other than that, I'm like I can't complain too much. They do it pretty much to the game. I feel like the inclusion of having like. The other villagers, like the um, mother and child, didn't really add anything. It would have been more interesting because you like have it so that they can go, oh, they killed the dad. But like, it would have been more like I don't, I don't believe that that guy would keep that sort of company. It, I don't know. It's a touchy subject, but like, I, I, I didn't find it as well done. Um, and then yeah, the ending because of all the issues that I had with the the way that they get to point A to point B, it just didn't work as well. I didn't believe that Joel would go through all of that for Ellie in the show. Um, it also is like a complete 180 of what Joel is in the uh, in the show to the, the, to the end. It's like, oh yeah, he does this 180 and flips. Because he's like, shows compassion and then he's just like, no, I'll go and kill everyone for it. But no, in the game, Joel is always going to do that. It's just now he has something to direct that towards. He cares again, but he will not let that die. Whereas in this, it's just like, oh no, he's become this. And Ellie is now, yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't work. But yeah, so that is my thoughts on The Last of Us TV show. We're going to jump to Shazam Fury of the Gods. I thought this was fine uh, until the very, very end. So again, full spoilers for Shazam Fury of the Gods. Uh, it starts with kind of picking off where the other one ends, where it's like, oh, he snaps the staff, and then they, the the daughters of Atlas uh, come to a museum where the remains are being held, and they grab it, and then you're kind of like, oh yeah, these guys are co like threatening because uh, Lucy Liu's character basically turns everyone against each other, and there's like a zombie-like a thing where they were just whispering in each other's ears and you're like this is pretty cool and then they just turn them all to stone and you're like oh 
Okay. And then that never really gets used again, except for like one or two moments. And you're like, okay, so she has this cool power. And then she kind of, it's just one of those things where the people forget what their powers are. Um, and then I thought the through line of Billy basically wanting to keep his adopted family, like foster family together. And they only use their superpowers together and they don't go solo. And he's, he's grabbing on too close like too tight and it's making people want to go away and it's because his like whole family like his mom didn't want him and now he's scared of like people abandoning him and he's got this like trust issues of people not like keeping him and he's about to age out of the foster system so he's like uh i don't want to leave and so he's trying to keep everyone together and then at the end it's like no i have to do this to save people um and so he does it solo to save everyone. I thought that storyline worked. Um, Zachary Levi is fine, but the disconnect between him and the the kid playing his like younger self is so different because the kid's just like a normal teenager, and then Zachary Levi is playing like a seven year old. Like the 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 switching uh, is so weird and disconnected. And also, they have him in just, like, Shazam form for most of the movie for no real reason when he doesn't need to be. Like, I feel like Shazam should just be, like, uh, a thing he needs every now and again. But they have, I feel like they have Zachary Levi just because they need Zachary Levi. But you don't get any real moments with the kid. You get, like, the one moment where his mum's, like, his adopted mum is just, like, you, he has a moment where he's, like, all of them go, oh, bye, mum. And then he goes, bye, and says her name. And the dad, the the adopted dad guy goes in time in time he'll do it in time because the mum looks devastated it's like oh he doesn't call me mum and then at the end you're like you have the moment where it's like oh yeah no i love you mum and it's just like oh okay because <laughs> she she doesn't want to talk to shazam she wants to talk to billy so you get that moment i thought that f it worked but yeah um rachel ziegler i really enjoyed uh, as the other daughter of atlas who for like likes um freddy I thought Freddy was really good in this, but I feel like uh, the guy who plays Freddy should have been Shazam because his personality matches more of Shazam's, like Zachary Levi Shazam, and whoever plays the older version of Freddy should have played uh, the kid <laughs> who plays Billy because their their personalities seem to sw like be the other way around if you're going by like how they act. Uh, it just seemed weird. Uh, but yeah, I uh, the wizard, he's fine. It's just kind of weird. I like the, I feel like, yeah. Okay, let's just get to the bit that really annoyed me. Because the cameo of Wonder Woman, because um, they do two cameo sort of situations. One where it's a joke and one where it's like dead serious, like at the end. And it fucking ruins the movie, the one at the dead serious one. So the joke one, which is good, is... Billy's dreaming, and well, it, it it doesn't look like he's dreaming at the beginning. It's just like him and Wonder Woman sitting across from a table. You don't see Wonder Woman's face, and you're like, oh, it's a cameo. Wonder Woman's there because he's trying to date her, and it's just like, we, I know we didn't work out, but we need to stick together and do whatnot. And she walks away, and then it cuts to a face shot, and it's the wizard, and it's his face on her body, and it's like, ah, oh, God, ah, really, really funny. Um, and you're like, ha, that's good. And if they'd use that as the marketing, unlike what they do, which is actually the actual Wonder Woman reveal, would have worked and maybe, like, 
like done good to get people in um and then people when people do go oh there's a prince there's a wonder woman cameo you go oh yeah it's that cameo where the wizard's on wonder woman's head or, or body and you're like oh that's good and then you'll get actually surprised by wonder woman's present even though that it, it fucking ruins the movie because um after the battle where billy saves the day and it's just like oh yeah 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 uh he basically dies and the staff has no power because billy overcharges it and blasts the lucy lou who turns out to be the most evil of the sisters and um helen mirren's uh sister and rachel ziegler's turn on her because she's gone crazy crazy um and then billy like traps her in a bubble and overcharges the staff and whatnot to like kill everyone because it's just like well there's no way of defeating them without like exploding the staff and trapping them in the bubble but i'm gonna make it so it shrinks down and only kills the people inside the bubble not everyone who's trapped in the bubble like because they shrink the bubble basically um and i thought that was a good moment i thought like yeah because of the him learning to separate like oh I, i don't need to hold on tight this is why i'm fighting for is to save the family and in order for them to work sometimes it's worth fighting for solo to save them uh and then it's just like oh yeah you're 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 dead and then uh it's like oh the staff's gone they actually bury him uh, and it's quite, it's quite sad. You're like, oh no, Billy's dead. They actually had stakes to this movie because the DCE is dying and this is like a good send off. Like it's a pretty fine movie. It's, it's enjoyable. There's good and bad moments. I like the first one for similar reasons. Um, but it's pretty much the same as the first one. Uh, but yeah. And then now nope, Wonder Woman out of nowhere comes in and cause they go basically, oh, there are no gods to, um, because Rachel Ziegler's character is still alive, but she loses her powers because her sister takes him away. And Helen Mirren dies because she gets stabbed in the heart by a dragon. And then after closing the portal, she uh, the bubble, she dies because she's like, well, time to check out. Uh, and then the other sister's dead. And they're like, only the gods can use this staff and restore any power to it. And it's like, but there are no gods because all the gods are dead. And then Wonder Woman, who isn't a god, is a demigod, comes out of nowhere and goes, yep, I've got the power to repair the staff and imbue it with my power. And then she taps it on the ground and goes, blah, 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 blah. And then Billy climbs out of the grave and goes, Hurr! and then they give all the powers back to the siblings. And it's like, oh, well, you took all the stakes out of this movie. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, well, great, cool, whatever. Uh... <laughs> I'm just like, great, cool, whatever. And it just really ruins that movie because I'm like, okay, this is DC putting this character to rest because they're not going to use him in the next 10 years of the phasing. Uh, Wonder Woman, it's a nice joke, but like, yeah. But also, this was the other thing is DC decided to actually market Wonder Woman's cameo in its marketing material. So you see, they did it with the Superman thing. It's just like, oh yeah, this is why you should see this movie because of this cameo, even though it ruins the end of the movie because Superman is right at the end of the movie. He's an end credit scene. Wonder Woman is right at the end of the movie just before the credits. It just ruins it. It's just like, oh, you take the one exciting thing and show people because you worry that no one's going to go. And that's the thing. It's just like, oh, God damn it. Um, and yeah, if you wanted to do that moment, you didn't need Wonder Woman there. You could have done a Batman v Superman 
the grave slightly has some dirt lift up if you want to make a joke of the fact that you haven't had any cameos of like people except for the bottom halves of their bodies <laughs> like you could have the star flicker and it's like oh it's recharging like you don't need to have <laughs> like you if you want to have the cat you don't need diana to come and go magic stuff and then bash it on the ground i'm a god which you're not you're a demigod you don't have the powers of you do have a powers i don't know but she's not a god <laughs> she's a demigod because she's born of gods um so yeah well i don't know if she is i don't remember but she's because i don't know i don't think uh uh a is what the fuck are they at the, the no it's not atle atlanteans that's uh, fucking Aquaman. Femiscarans. That's the one. They're not gods. They're like superhumans or whatever the fuck it is. I don't remember. Anyway, I can't. I don't think she's a god, like an actual god. But whatever. Um, and then you get the mid-credit scene, which is also confusing because it's like, uh, also this one had controversy because, like, it was meant to be the 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 justice league uh justice society but the rock basically came in and said no so you get the people from peacemaker um who try and recruit billy into the justice society and i'm just like why the fuck why why is this uh whatever and then this is the cameo this is the end credit that i didn't actually see because um when i went to go see the movie it was at like 8 30 p.m. so the movie didn't start until about 8 50 and it's like a two hour uh two hour 10 minute movie so it finished at around like 11 p.m. and there was like three other people in the front row and i was like midway back so there was only like four people watching this movie and those three people left after the first like mid credit scene and then i was just sat there on my own in the theater at like 11 p.m. and it was the last showing of the cinema and then as they do the uh the movie theater staff came in to kind of clean up and i was just kind of sat there and i was like yeah they want to go home because this is the last screening and i really don't care that much about the end credit because i can just google it later uh so i did <laughs> and i just walked away and i did not spend like five to ten minutes waiting for the end end credits so uh, it turns out it's Savannah, who was the villain of the first movie, is still incarcerated, and the little um, caterpillar thing, Mr. Mind, comes in, and they have a little discussion, and he goes, I have been here for so long, and they go, oh no, it takes a long time to get the plan ready, and then it's just like, oh, that could have been fun, if the DC was going to ever continue this story, um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was fun, till the very end, where the DC problems of what happens in the future kind of kick it and kill it <laughs> a little bit. Overall, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fine, okay story. I thought it was as good as the first one. It's just, eh, there's a dragon in it, and that's about it. The The casting's fun. I like the family. I think they're just not really utilized much. I feel like they should have just had all the family lose their powers. Billy's the only one who doesn't, and then it focuses on him more. Uh... But yeah, ultimately, it's kind of a mess, but it's fine. Um, it really doesn't matter if you watch it, because it's not going to be a part of the DCU going forward. So, Or it may be, I don't know, That those end credits really fucking confuse the shit out of what's, what is and what isn't. Um, so it might be. <laughs> so that's that. Let's move on to John Wick Chapter 4. Uh, I have not really ever loved 
the John Wick movies. I found them fine. I like the action. The story, to me, is a bit weak. I thought the first one's good. The second one's fine. The third one I really didn't enjoy. I think they've been going on a downward trajectory. This one I really enjoyed, though. It's very visually beautiful. It's very visually nice to look at. Um, the fight scenes are good, if not a bit too drawn out. And don't don't get me wrong. I love a drawn out fight sequence. Um, like I like a brutal, dragged out, like slog of a film where you basically see the deterioration of the battle as it goes on, like. You just see the 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 brokenness and like this that it just gets down to like just kind of like brutal like hits and stuff like that and you, I like those sorts of fights. I think Atomic Blonde does it really well, uh, which is one of the directors of the first movie's side film, David Leach, who did like Deadpool two and stuff like that. I've liked all of his movies, um, but yeah, this one I really enjoyed. <laughs> Uh, because I feel like the story was actually kind of cohesive and made a bit more sense than the others. Uh, you actually get the clear goals. Uh, full spoilers, by the way. Uh, John Wick is dead, which is nice. Uh, because it gives an actual conclusion to this. Like, he gets his freedom and then he, at the end, because he's been, like, actually taken damage, he, uh... He's finally at rest because he got out. He got out <laughs> and then he's dead, which I thought was kind of like, oh, yeah, no, it kind of makes sense. But I thought all the supporting cast was really good. Um, it sucks that um, Lance Reddick died um, in the film and in real life because it's just like, ah, oh, he's really good. And I really mi I, I feel like he's missing in the in the uh, in the rest of it because his um action sequence in the third one where they're like taking down all the guys in the hotel i think it's the third one like him and john wick working together was really cool and i really hope to see more of that um but oh it's a, it's a shame uh but yeah the the japan like where they go to japan and you get like uh his friend and his daughter like the concierge and all of that stuff really good um Donnie Yen, really good. Bill Skarsgård, I liked. Really, like, a good villain. Um, Hiroki Sanada, I think that's how you pronounce it, as the Hotel Concierge of Japan. Really beautiful hotel sort of fight sequences. Um, just really enjoyed it. Uh, the, the nightclub fight, really good. Really enjoyed that nightclub fight where just the raves going on in the background and all those people. I, I really find the world of John Wick quite fascinating. Um, just because, like, there's just... People just do not give a shit about violence. <laughs> um, like, you can just have a brutal, dragged-out fight sequence and people just continue dancing in the background under rain. Like, it's weird. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, not much to the plot. It's John Wick's trying to get his freedom. Um, and he's just killing anyone who gets in his way, basically, to do that freedom. But he runs into the problem of Donnie Yen gets hired by Bill Skarsgård to, um, like, stop him, basically, because he's one of the Marquis. Uh, and John Wick's going to kill everyone at the table, so John Wick has to play into the rules of the thing um, to, like, play into the rules. Also... What I find fascinating about this is the, the bounty seems stupidly low to me for some reason. Because they put like 20 million on him, then it's like 26 million, 
Then it hits like 40 million. And I'm like, that is life-changing money. But for some odd reason, it feels so low for the stakes of the movie. <laughs> um, and it's just like, oh, yeah, okay. But the, oh, the, the, the really, like, the, the, the nightclub one is really good. But there is a top-down, like, shootout in a building where the camera, like, tracks them overhead. And John Wick's got a shotgun with um, incendiary rounds, which, like, shoot fire. Uh, and that is fucking stunning. I really love that sequence. That sequence is so cool. Um, and it really does just remind me that John Wick is basically a video game. Because uh, that, that entire sequence just felt so video game, top-down, like, RPG strategy game. Um, like, that was what I was thinking throughout this entire thing. It's like, John Wick is just, like, a really good video game movie uh, for, like, a, a shooter. Because, <laughs> like, it's it's so unrealistic how much he survives. Because there's a bit where he's, like, on a route, like, the, the Arc de Triomphe. Uh, I think it's the thing in Paris where it's like a big roundabout and he just gets smashed by like 50 cars during that entire sequence and he just gets back up and just walks around. Uh, the only issue I had with the fight sequences is they kind of just end kind of abruptly because it's just like, oh yeah, we need John Wick to survive. So we'll have him basically like there's loads of people after him. We'll have the big action sequence where he fights someone uh, who has stakes with him. And then he'll just kind of knock that person down and then go. <laughs> it happens a few times. It's just like, oh, okay. I thought the fight sequence up the stairs was really good. Um, and then it's just kind of funny that he gets pushed down the stairs and then he just falls down all the stairs and then he has to go back up the stairs. I thought the way that they were going to do him beating the bad guy was both Donnie Yen and John Wick were going to turn their guns and shoot bill skarsgård in the face turns out no because that wouldn't have done anything so he needed bill skarsgård to actually get into the fight because his cockiness and ego takes over and then john wick didn't fire because he took the bullet but didn't fire so he could use the bullet to shoot, shoot him in the head like a john wick should um but yeah i thought the daughter of the uh, hero hero yuki sanada was really good uh her fight with john wick through the the japanese tower was really cool um oh with her dad as well and then the dad dying to johnny yen was kind of just sad because his pride took over and he didn't want to like johnny yen gave him a chance i was like oh dude don't don't die for this but yeah he did and then you needed a plot line for the daughter to go yeah if you don't kill him i will and then you have the end credit scene which i did stick around for which I made some theater staff people very annoyed because I was uh, there for a while. But yeah, it's um, the daughter. Uh, Kane's daughter is um, part of the reason why he's fighting because he wants to be free from the thing and he'll get his freedom if he kills John Wick. Um, also, Donnie Yen being blind was sick. <laughs> Not sick as in like, oh, it's good that Donnie Yen was blind. But no, I like Donnie Yen playing a blind character because he's the best part of um, one of the best parts of uh, Rogue One where he's playing a blind guy with a stick. Um, but yeah, uh, so Akira, who's the daughter of the guy who runs the hotel in Japan, is going to like either die trying to fight Kane, because Kane basically is better than her, but maybe he, she catches him off guard because he's free from the thing. I don't know. We'll have to see if that ever has any consequences. Um, what I didn't know was apparently... 
the family who John Wick goes back to to go and get back in so that he can fight uh, Bill Skarsgård is apparently the premise of the, um, the like the Russians. I think they're the Russians. I think they're meant to be Russian, but they're they're the the spin-off show uh, TV um, movie with uh, Anna Diarmas. So I'm kind of interested in that. Like they're apparently meant to be part of the the Anna Diarmas spin-off thing, ballerina. So that could be interesting. Uh, is there anything else? Oh, the guy with the dogs, cool. I liked his stuff. Felt like um, Halle Berry though. Because he just has the dog bite their balls off. Um, and you knew he was going to switch sides because John Wick saves his dog, as is the way. Um, but yeah, no, ultimately, it's a little bit long. But no, it's really enjoyable. I've, I, I do think this is the best one. And it's like a, it like has actual, it, it has stakes that you believe. Uh, so yeah, I think that's everything I have to say about John Wick 4. And so we shall move on to Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Uh, this one I have literally just come out of the cinema uh, to do. And I don't know if I missed anything. Because I basically walked in as I think the beginning of the movie started. So basically where I got to is... Because I was a little bit late. Because normally I'm pretty good at timing the ads to when they start playing the thing. And I think I just got there. Because it starts with, like, them bringing in a prisoner, like a big orc, uh, to a, like, isolated, like, ice prison fortress thing where Chris Pine's character is and, uh, oh, fuck, what's her name? Oh, what is her name? Uh, she's from Fast and the Furious. Why can I, Michelle Rodriguez, why could I not remember that? Um, yeah, so where they're being held. So I hope that's the beginning and there wasn't anything prior to that. Because it, it seemed to be like the setup and then you get all of the backstory and Chris Pine's doing his little joke about, which I was really, because I, I don't think I've seen any, um, by the way, full spoilers again. I don't think I've seen any um, shots of his daughter. So when he was doing his little backstory about his wife and kid, um, like to get out of jail, basically, I thought that was going to be a misdirect and it was going to be a complete fake out. Um, turns out, no, he does actually have a wife. He did actually have a, a wife and he does have a daughter. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, okay. I was really expecting the misdirect of like, oh no, he doesn't have a wife and kids. He was just using that as an excuse to get out. But no, it turns out that he uses the Aarakocra. Um, even though they get out anyway, uh, they basically, before they even find out if they get out, they grab the Aarakocra and jump out the building and then they go back and find out that, oh yeah, no. The guy who they worked with betrayed them and all that stuff. Uh, it's fun. I generally had a lot of fun with this um, this movie. Like, it, it felt very... Because I've played Dungeons & Dragons uh, before. I'm not great at it. I haven't played it in a while. I want to get back into it because it's fun. I, I like making up stories and having, like, adventures and you get, like, invested in your characters and all of that stuff. I don't know the lore very well. I, I recognize some of the stuff. Um... So I don't know how actual people who play Dungeons and Dragons religiously will feel about this, because I know there was a bit of controversy around um, the druid being able to turn into an owlbear and stuff like that. But I don't think I think because you can do Dungeons and Dragons world where they're set in your own one, um, this would be perfectly fine as um, just it's set in its own world and it's not part of any of the existing canon. It's just its own canon but it's using some of the stuff from the games. Um, what else? 
I like. I thought all the characters were enjoyable, all very well done. I thought stuff like the jokes were pretty good. I thought some of the jokes were like I I like the the jokes. There are actually jokes in this that work. Um, I thought the situations were fun. Uh, yeah, ultimately, like the the characters' like motivations all worked. Like Chris Pine having to go get his daughter and him trying to deal with the death of his wife, but then ultimately realizing that because they they they're after a uh, they the original thing was they get a tablet that can resurrect people because his wife died by something that only he he couldn't his wife died by a red wizard uh, and a red wizard's blade can't be cured um so having the tablet of life basically brings his he, he could bring his wife back so they do a prison they 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 try and steal that and then uh then that's why they're in prison because they get caught because the 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 wizard the red wizard who isn't a well secretly is a red wizard betrays them and so does forge who's uh hugh grant who was delightful i really enjoyed his character um he gets some of the good jokes uh same they put them in the trailer <laughs> his joke about oh i don't want to see you die and then so that's why i'm leaving the room is in the trailers and i was like oh that's a really good joke why did you show that <laughs> i know they showed it so that people go see it because it's a good joke um but yeah uh so chris pine basically and then forge basically Hugh Grant basically lying to his daughter about why they did it so that he had like, oh yeah, no, this, because you go, oh no, he actually cares about, the no, he just wants someone who can, he can shape the way that he wants to shape them. Like, that's why he sees that the daughter is good. And if the daughter doesn't, isn't useful to him, he'll get rid of the daughter. Um, but yeah, uh, the self-confidence of um, Justice Smith, I'm going to say the character, like the actor's name, because I can't remember the character's name because uh, <laughs> whilst they say him, I'm just like, I was not paying attention. So, uh, yeah, his, his like, underconfidence of, like, not being good at magic and then kind of learning to know he's good at magic is fine. Um, I like the little explanations of all the magic stuff. Like, their tongue-in-cheek, they're like, seems a bit restrictive that you can only do this with this magic, or why can't anything be solved by magic? And it's like, yeah, but there are limitations to what we can do. Like, they explain the rules pretty well. Uh, and then, like, you have your just stoic um, paladin who comes in and just saves the day and then walks away, and it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I like the druid girl. I don't think they needed to have the uh, druid and the tiefling druid and uh, Sophia Lillis, I think? Uh, and Justice Smith's character, like, oh, yeah, I thought the joke about them not working out, like, oh, she wasn't interested, but he was. I thought that was good until they make it so that, oh, yeah, no, they are to get, they do get together. That She's like, oh, yeah, no, fine, whatever. We can give it another go. I thought it would be more interesting if she just went, oh, no, dude, look, I'm not interested. And it was just like, oh, <laughs> that would have been more funny. Um, but, yeah, ultimately, I thought, like, the 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 dungeon, I thought the, the heist thing of trying to get into the dungeon was good, where they used, like, the little portal thing to... Um, go into the truck like the cart and then they they place the thing in and then they get into the dungeon and then it falls over and it's like oh well time to do plan b again or plan a again i was really expecting them to do the reveal of them all just sitting around a table and uh it them being playing dungeons and dragons i'm glad they didn't because that would have been kind of i wouldn't have hated it but it's it's nice that they didn't do that 
Um, yeah, I, I would see another one of these. It was really fun. Um, I haven't formed many like opinions on it yet because I literally have just like maybe two hours ago seen it. Um, so yeah, ultimately, yeah, it's fun. I think people should see it. Uh, yeah. So that has been TBO. See, well, TB Solo, to be honest. Um, I hope you liked me talking about all of the stuff I've seen. Uh, is there anything else? I can quickly talk about like Creed Free. Creed Free was really good. Um, because this is all just the stuff I saw in March, basically. Uh, yeah, Creed Free was really good. Um, Michael B. Jordan's first directorial debut. Um, thought it was okay. I like the. F- I I watched all the the bef- like the first two before I see, and I think. Ultimately, yeah, Jonathan Majors' his characters didn't have as many stakes as like the second one because it's like the but I I liked it I thought it was good, um, but yeah ultimately that has been all of the stuff I've watched. Um, hopefully you enjoyed. Uh, hopefully I can do some more of these because I don't know what we're gonna be able to watch uh, collectively together uh, and what we're not gonna be able to. What we are and what we aren't going to be able to collectively to watch because both of us are getting busier and busier. I'll still be watching stuff, but Dan might not be able to watch as many things. Um, so ultimately, we might have more TV solos. Uh, but yeah, if you enjoyed, share it around. Um, and yeah, stick around for TFE. Uh, I don't know what what the news is because I haven't looked it all up yet. But yeah, it should be it should be a fun time. Uh, We'll see you next time for TBO, which let me just check what it is. I might, it might not be, but I'm going to check what it is meant to be. Uh, the Easter special. So hopefully we have something for that. Um, hey, look, whatever. Um, hopefully we have something for the Easter special. Might be, might be a quiz. Who knows? Might be something simple. You never know. Anyway, lovely chatting. See you soon. Goodbye.